Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the pop punk princess, the most professional podcaster, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Here with you again for another episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. A show which is a proud part of the Cheershot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. And I had to stretch that out a lot. One, TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I was going to say, uh, I forgot some of my nicknames. And as well, I was waiting uh, for Greg to start paying attention and uh, cue up the the soundbite uh, because he was busy not producing my show. So we could say he is not... Uh, the kingpin of the chairshot.com. He is not the unstoppable one, and he is not the king of shit takes, but we all know he's all three. Please welcome my co host, Greg DeMarco. Who are you holding for again? Need I remind you who you work for? I've been up here, but that's actually a good the need I remind you who you work for is, is, is a good part of that that I might want to cut out and keep on its own because I, I didn't realize that was the longer. Are you fucking with me? Soundbite. And I really like yes, that. Yes, I thought that was the soundbite. Need I remind you who you work for? Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? I thought you were pretty much reminding me who I work for, which is technically. I, love that. I really. That's, that, that's um, that's fantastic. <laughs> Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. A happy accident. That's just really what we do here on the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is really pretty much how this podcast came to be uh, and still continues after years uh, of being a happy, I know, happy accident. Yes. Wild card, Uh, bitches! 
So uh, we got a good topic for you. We have this interesting topic uh, for this week's show. Uh, something that uh, some of it is actually a continuation of a conversation that Greg and I had at the end of last week's show, which was not recorded. And then uh, the second part is kind of a, a also in alignment with it. Today we're going to be talking about is it working? And that is the theme for uh, the topic, is it working? And we're going to be talking about two specific factions slash storylines within the WWE. And Greg and I are going to be really providing our thoughts on, is it working? Is, is, you know, that's a big thing that we talk about as fans talk about love. Really, wrestling Twitter is all about when something's not working. That's all it's they'll, about. They'll, it doesn't, it's, it's not about, about if it is working, unless it's nope. AEW. It's only yeah. about if it's not working when it's WWE. Yeah. Moving those goalposts, baby. Yes. Yes. So we're going to give a very objective view on if these two particular storylines and factions are working. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But before we do that, you know how we do each and every show. We love to support our independent wrestling right here in the great state of Arizona. And we are inching closer and closer to August 27th, IZW Psycho Circus. Tickets are still available for Psycho Circus, but, you know, as we edge closer to the one-month mark, tickets are going to be flying off the shelf. Uh, we are still at the Sun Studios in Tempe. Uh, with that, it's a little bit of a limited space. So, again, we can cram as many people as possible, but eventually we won't be able to cram any more. So make sure that you get your tickets for Psycho Circus very soon before they sell out. Greg, where can our listeners find information on IZW and to purchase tickets for Psycho Circus? So there's a couple of different ways. Of course, you have the website, IZWWrestling.com, which will take you to the ticketing information that you need to get your tickets. General admission tickets, all the VIPs, long gone. Um, been gone for a while now. And that's expanded VIP, so don't ask me to add more. I can't. Um, nope. This time I just sold them all to begin with. And so at, you know, just I, not at, IZWWrestling.com or at IZWWrestlingAZ for the state of Arizona, at IZWWrestlingAZ on all of your forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that will uh, get you where you need to be. The link to buy tickets is in every single one of our posts that we have out there. The, the link tree is in all the bios and all that stuff too. So at IZWWrestlingAZ, come on out. It, it's, 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 Something for everybody and everybody for IZW. So come on out and enjoy it. It's going to be a good time. As always, surprises, fun, you name it, we're going to do it. And uh, you'll go home wanting to come again because it's just that much fucking fun. Yes. Talent announcements have been made over the past week, including um, announcement that Roman Roselle will be back in action at Psycho Circus, as well as a Tiba. Mm-hmm. Um, for, prior to that, there was an announcement on a one-on-one match, um, pretty highly anticipated, Charles Cassis versus Jacob Austin Young um, for Psycho Circus. And of course, you know uh, our two championship matches uh, that are going to be held at uh, Psycho Circus. Uh, your IZW World Heavyweight Champion, Thugnificent, will be defending against the winner of the 2022 Monster Rumble, and that is Evan Daniels. And in our main event, 
We are going to be crowning a new IZW Women's World Champion, the first time in 10 years, in a Psycho Circus match. Gypsy Mac, Lilith Grimm, Anna May, Morgan, and Bryn Thorne will be facing each other with the winner walking out as the IZW Women's World Champion. So uh, very big stakes at Psycho Circus. Of course, more talent announcements and match announcements will be made uh, over the next month. So make sure you are following IZW on social media. So that way you are up to date on all of the happenings happening with IZW. And don't forget to get your tickets for Psycho Circus because times are running. You don't want to miss out. And I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, and, and the people, one of the questions that I get asked all the time, I even got asked the whole anonymous Instagram question that everybody's doing. I got asked there too. Mm-hmm. Soon to come, soon to be released. Oh, we're going to find out. The rules of the Psycho Circus match, what it is, how it's going to play out, um, how we get a winner out of these five people, all of that is going to be coming out probably here in the next week or so. So keep your eyes peeled. Very excited about it. And yeah, the rules of the Psycho Circus match coming soon. The, the biggest mystery, the biggest question we get asked will soon to be answered. Because we're not going to make you wait till August 27th. We're going to tell you where it is before that. No, but of course. yes, very excited for those to get out. Before then, though, this coming Saturday, Phoenix Championship Wrestling presents live on Broadway at the Broadway Recreation Center in Mesa. Tickets are available at pcwaz.com. The show is being headlined by Don Vitale versus Joe Graves, one-on-one in a steel cage match. This has been a match literally brewing for months. Two men who used to be uh, very good friends now at each other's throats. At the last PCWAZ show, they literally could not contain the action in the ring. They fought all over the Broadway Recreation Center. And that's how this match came about. Because now the only way they can be held within a ring is within a steel cage. So uh, that is going to be your main event, the headliner for the show. Uh, but a few other uh, marquee matches uh, to announce. Toa Leona, who you may have seen on AEW television recently, he's going to be facing Papo Esco from the Bodega. That match is going to be fucking fire. Those are two big-ass men, fucking Ricans all over the place. I'll be waving my little freaking flag. I'm going to be hooting and hollering. That match, uh, just two big-ass dudes going at it. Can you actually uh, have a little flag with you when you introduce Yes, yes, I will. Or As like, a big-ass you know, flag. Put it, put it like, put, you know, put, put a different sticker on the back of the note card for that match, just a little Puerto Rican flag. You could be subtle. You could be overt, whatever you want to do. I just yeah. think that, you know, nice little touch. Cause, cause, and is there a referee who's Puerto Rican? Can we have every single person in the ring? Yo, okay. So a quick divergence because the night before uh, we will be in attendance at a PCW Ultra in LA. Um, and that half of that card is Puerto Rican. Like literally uh, in the same tone, Toa Leona the night before PCW AZ will be facing Kevin Cross at Ultra. Uh, Toa Leona is going to be teaming up with Slice Boogie to face War Beast. Uh, Lince Dorado versus Danny Limelight. Uh, I was going to say Jay Vidal, who was the ultraweight champion, will be in action as well. 
your tío, my tío, Sabio Vega, is going to be at PCW Ultra uh, as a special guest. Like, half that card is Puerto Rican. I was going to say, like, you're just I, one Carlos Colon away from just having the event on the island. Right? At this point. Like, I'm just, I'm just so, I'm really stoked. I'm super stoked to just be in the presence of, of all of these Ricans here. Yeah, it's almost a, a, a full Puerto Rican card. I just, I, I'm just so excited to just be there. So if, if I don't have the reason, if I don't have a flag at PCWAZ, it may be because I lost it when I was at Ultra uh, because I'm, I'm definitely going to be repping the flag while I'm there. Um the night before so still in that case though jumping back to pcw az live on broadway uh we also have two guys debuting in arizona el primo genio tribeca uh, versus ray rico we also have a six-man tag los suavecitos and brett the threat versus sky high and remy marcel uh all these three uh these two teams these six competitors uh, you know, out of the Vegas scene, um, but there's a lot of history and tension there that they're bringing to Arizona. Um, also, another marquee match, Danielle Camela versus Jasmine Allure. Um, and so that's going to be uh, a really great women's match uh, to keep your eye out. So, um, and much, many more matches um, that are listed on PCWAZ social media, uh, including Facebook, Instagram, and the PCWAZ website. Tickets are still available for Live on Broadway this Saturday. Don't miss out. Uh, again, I mean, the headliners is, is a steel cage match, something you don't see every day. So that itself is worth, uh, you know, the price of admissions. But uh, all of the matchups that we're going to be having, uh, some people, you know, debuting in Arizona, same thing for Papo. Uh, he, this is going to be his debut for PCWAZ. So I'm excited for Arizona to see uh, some people that uh, maybe they don't normally see, uh, but they really get to get a glimpse of what other talent we have out here on the west coast because the west coast is the best coast absolutely is 100 percent. so in general go ahead and support your local independent wrestling organizations whether it's izw where whether it's pcwaz whether it's the promotions in your backyard hopefully not literally in your backyard yes, yes, not we don't want you to support those yeah, please. Yeah, that's that's another subject for another day. Uh, but uh, with the promotions in your nearby cities and states, make sure to support them, whether it is uh, following them on social media, attending their shows, uh, you know, supporting the wrestlers who are uh, wrestling there and buying their merchandise. Speaking of, Greg, our listeners can buy IZW merchandise. But before I tell them where they can do that, Go ahead, do me a favor, and wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find t-shirts supporting both Impact Zone Wrestling and the chairshot.com. So you have a design literally for like every week of like half a month. 
ish. There's 52 weeks in a month. So pretty much, I mean, there's t-shirts there that like you could go through and not wear twice, uh, uh, at least through, you know, a six month period. Um, and then maybe there'll be more next time that you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. So that way you can continue to grow your collection. But if you would like to support IZW, there are a ton of t-shirts uh, that you can buy, including the new IZW Pride t-shirt that is available in black and in white, as well as the IZW Arizona's best shirt in both white and gold. Of course, the new IZW logo looking fresh and crisp, the IZW Japanese design, and the IZW World Order, IZW NWA, there's just a lot of IZW t-shirts for you to choose from. So you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your pick, as well as t-shirts that support the chairshot.com, like the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling, the everybody hates Greg t-shirt, and of course the queen of soft style t-shirt that you can purchase there. And you can get any of these t-shirts in style can't hear you can't you saying words i can't i'm trying trying to find them and i don't know where they are wow where are the stupid air horns there they are i hope they work sick yeah so go to too far down the list Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Get your IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. You can order any t-shirt in soft style. Support and rep the chair shot and IZW. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Games of War Games! War Games! War Games! Who are you holding for again? Need I remind you who you work for? Love it. So this week's topic, um, as I kind of shared a little bit earlier, that this topic is a continuation of an off-air conversation Greg and I had after we recorded last week's episode, and I decided I wanted to come with a little bit of a theme behind it. And tonight we're going to be talking about, well, tonight as we record this, I don't know when you're listening to this. It could be in the day, in the night. It could be in the afternoon. Uh, not sure. Could be 3.30 in the morning. Okay. Could be 20.27. Yes. Oh, gosh. Don't, we're not just time hopping this right now. I can't. No, I can't but it lives on forever. Mm-hmm. So. Of course. Yeah. Don't forget, everybody. Stuff you put on the internet lives on forever. 
someone should remind me. I don't know that. I'm not having that conversation. All the off air conversations. That you no, joked no, no. about the off air conversations and like this is actually not an this is not in uh, in relation to the off air conversation that we had. I originally as I was saying those words, yes, but then I was actually thinking of uh, a more popular uh, wrestling news story about someone posting something on social media that was very divisive, a.k.a. Jordan Grace and her random comments about Chris Benoit. Um, that was a conversation I had earlier in the night uh, with the Lucha Central podcast team. Of course, you can uh, listen to the Lucha Central weekly podcast uh, on thechairshot.com for your source of Lucha Libre news and analysis on a weekly basis. But that is the... Less than nothing to do with that topic. Yes, exactly. That's Less why I was like, I'm not going to say it. With not going to say it. That topic yeah. just, can, can... Just a reminder. Fucking nerd. That's what I say about just that Just a reminder. Topic. Just a reminder, everybody. So going back to the actual topic at hand, uh, again, the theme is, is it working? And our first part of this conversation is going to be revolving around a uh, WWE storyline slash group that has just come into fruition over you know the past month and we started talking about this uh, a little bit too off of greg's experience at a smackdown in phoenix a few weeks ago and kind of went into uh, our thoughts on it so we wanted to bring the conversation to you tonight and that is is it working maximum male models this is a trio of faction, I would say, uh, that is being uh, managed by Max Dupree. Uh, he's always going to have three syllables in his name. Doesn't matter what name he has, three syllables. That's just uh, that. If you, if you don't know Max Dupree, you may remember uh, Eli Drake. Remember what was he before Max Dupree? La Knight. La Knight. L.A. Knight, Knight, mm -hmm. Eli Drake. I'm sure at some point he'll be Max Dupree. Yeah. Well, that's the difference. It's Dupree. It is the uh, up note in the eye. Currently. Maybe that's currently. 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 Someday it'll be Max Dupree, or he'll leave and come back as L.A. Knight. Who knows? So uh, he is the manager CEO, as he puts it on his social media, of Maximum Male Models. Right now he has two uh, very high level clientele in uh how, how do we announce how do we pronounce it it's, it was mace it is now uh what marseille marseille yes marseille formerly known as mace from retribution mm-hmm. um as well as mansoir um, which is now known as mansoir mansoir yes um, so the two of the newest clients of uh, Maximum Male Models. And again, Greg, we'll start off. So you had talked about your experience watching this live in Phoenix, about the reception that they got um, during their uh, advertised photo shoot um, during SmackDown. And so from the live audience experience, what was the perception of Maximum Male Models? Um, it was absolutely horrible from the live audience. Like no one in the crowd liked it. They were chanting, this is awesome. And this is, or this is awful. And this is not a smarky crowd. This is not a smart crowd. This is literally people who are wearing Hulkamania t-shirts and, and, you know, carrying around championship belts and one referee. But I, 
Yeah, they hated it. And when the graphic came up advertising the tennis attire for the following week, people were literally like, did you not hear what we were saying earlier? Like, it's just awful. I think it comes off a little bit differently on television. Um, yeah, and we'll and we'll get to that in a in a second because I think there's something to it. So they did do uh, the tennis outfit segment uh, on SmackDown this past week as well. Um, don't know we weren't part of the live crowd there, so don't know what the live crowd um, aspect was. But what I'm thinking is that in a live crowd setting, based off of your analysis, uh, it seems like it's not working. However, and even some aspects on the internet, I think originally this concept was what? Um, now, granted, it was a way to bring into the fold two people who haven't been on television in a while with uh, Masse. Uh, and uh, how do you pronounce his, his uh, name again? Mansoir. Mansoir. Probably Mansoir. Mansoir, because it's French. Um, but... Uh, bringing two people to back on television that we hadn't seen in, in quite a while in a very different gimmick with uh, a manager uh, like Max Dupree, which someone, you know, he can work on the mic. He has a great look. Um, and ultimately you do need more tag teams within, you know, Raw and SmackDown for whatever purpose that you need them for, especially if, you know, you need the Usos to face somebody uh, and be, you know, uh, After the three profits somebody. break up, we need new opponents for the Usos. This is this is easy. Uh, so uh, understandably, but it does seem like it's somewhat growing on people, and is it more the online presence? So that's kind of the next area is that it may not be working in a live crowd setting, but a unique thing about how maybe people get over and storylines get over now in the modern world of wrestling is getting over on social media. Um, and just kind of the, the, uh, silliness of a storyline somehow being so bad. It's good. Um, and I'm, and I'm going to use the, uh, the Elias, um, Ezekiel, uh, perspective because that was so stupid. I still think it's dumb. I, I don't get the allure of it. But hey, the internet cut on, and I think from there the live crowd caught on. So is that something that you think could happen with this, that if this storyline gets enough manpower on social media that the live crowds will then follow? I do think that is a possibility that that could happen because when it it happened at the SmackDown I was at, we didn't even know it was coming, like until during Mm -hmm. the event. But if people like it and then they anticipate it in a positive way, then they expect to enjoy it, and then they will. And that's what we said about wrestling all the time. If you expect to hate it, you will. If you expect to enjoy it, you will. And that tends to be what happens. Um, so I cannot rule that out as a possibility. Uh, Maximum Male Models tagline, to titillate the juices of their guilty pleasures. What the fuck do you think that means? Because I have no I fucking idea. I don't think idea. anybody knows. Um, I think it's just the over-the-top nature of that. The website has gotten over on Twitter. But as we pointed out before, and as I learned listening to some other business thing at one point, 22% of Americans are on Twitter. So it's not exactly a cross-section. But it is one of the forms of market research that a company like WWE can use. Now, if you're a company like AEW, yeah, 22% is on Twitter. But so is like 117% of your fan base. So... Mm-hmm. It, it works, but for WWE, it's a little bit different. Um, I don't know what it means. 
I, I don't. But that aspect of it has gotten over with yeah, some people. So, yes. So uh, to what Greg alluding is, is what what he's talking about is that uh, there is a website maximummalemodels.com where you can submit your application to be a maximum male model. Now, when you get to that website and click on the button, you do get a disclaimer because uh, you know you can't have uh, fun anymore, um, and also people can sue each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that the website is intended for entertainment purposes only. WWE is not a modeling agency, and we will not be reviewing or considering any submissions for actual model assignments, employment, or calls. If you want to continue anyway to have some fun, then please proceed. And it literally says that, like, if yeah. you want to continue anyways to have some fun. Like, that's basically what they're saying. Like, yo, this is fake, but sure, go ahead. So, uh, and then you have to, you know, put in, confirm your stuff or whatever. So, granted, I have no idea what they're going to use this information then for because you enter in your name. You're going to be on an email list, yeah. You know, and then you it. do a full body photo. So, possibly that means that maybe... Uh, you know, they'll they'll use this somehow on social media or I can see that, you know, or even, you know, like a montage on on TV or a quick flip through some of the pictures. Um, Yes. So Max Dupree gloating about the thousands of applications that he's received over the past week. Yeah. Which, again, is a smart thing. Like we talk about things, you know, in the traditional sense, getting over, you know, or is something working is, you know, yeah, is it getting over? You know, how are live crowds responding? You know, how how uh, are fans in general responding, you know, and it looks differently now because of social media that things can be over on social media and not translate on TV and vice versa. Something can be great in a live crowd perspective and maybe not so well received by fans. I think the more recent um, example of this has been some reports that Liv Morgan now is getting real over and has been in a live crowd setting and I think has on social media, but there's still a lot of kind of criticism on her becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion uh, because of, you know, multiple things you know whether um they just don't feel like she's the right fit for it whether how she won it um you know that there's still people again and that's kind of also the flip side of social media there's a lot more negativity to it than positivity but i think that is somewhat of an example of in a live setting people supporting and and liking someone but on social media them not being as as popular is that is that somewhat of an accurate kind of display too, Greg, of like how sometimes wrestling fan bases can be split? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, especially with the WWE talent and, and the WWE product is that it, 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 they can be split. Um, and polarizing is something WWE has used in the past. And they, they will call something polarizing even when it's not. But that is they're telling a story. Um, so as you asked before, like could that work? Polarizing could also work for this stuff. So let's talk about Mansoy and uh, <laughs> and Mansoy. Is this a good fit for them right now? Um. So yes, for the simple reason that man, fuck all else going on. So any fit is a good fit for them right now. Like. 
they're on television before this, they weren't on television. Mm-hmm. So in that case, yes, it's a good fit. Um, can they play the characters? I don't even know. Cause all we've seen them do is model clothing. That might be all they have to do because they have Max Dupree talking for them. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but something is better than nothing. You can't even get over if you're never on television. They're at least on television, so they at least have the opportunity to catch on and get over in some way, shape, or form, regardless of whether or not it's working, which we'll talk about, I know, um, regardless of any of that, they are in, in the land of opportunity. Yeah, I mean, this is better than nothing, so you got to take what you can. And we also have talked multiple times about the, on the show about you know the life cycle of booking, and especially... You know, someone like Ma uh, Masse, who um, ended up surviving retribution um, better than some other people, which I think is one of the only people left from retribution. Uh, and, and well, T Bar still kind of running around, and uh, Mustafa Ali is obviously running around, um, but no one's really doing anything. And I think that's yeah. Shane Haste is gone. Mia um, Yim's gone. So yeah, they're pretty much dead. Um, so in comparison, people don't even remember that he was a commentator on Raw until yes. Brock Lesnar F five him, F five him, and yeah. then stopped being that. Um, yeah. So so again, something better than nothing for now. So you know, so there's so there's some things that just you just can't put um, into words. I will have to say that uh, Mansoir. Got it. Yeah, you nailed it that time. Yes, yes. Uh, definitely digging the fanny pack look uh, across the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, that I believe is high fashion. Um, very, very high fashion. Um, but uh, you know, uh, other than that, not not very much left to the imagination. Well, so, he's had a bunch what, of different things too. Like he was a Saudi yes. Arabia guy for a while. He did did some other stuff that I can't even remember now. But like. Both of these guys are like, could be on their last chances too. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. If this doesn't work, I don't know what what will. So probably working on dark for AEW. So let's let's get to it. Do do we think that this is working? Is this angle? Is this faction? This group? Any of this working? Um, I have to say no. As it stands now, could they literally fix it on Friday? Yeah. They need to fight, do something. If they attack somebody and also happen to have a mean streak and Max Dupree is like this puppet master or he is just motivating them to fight as well, then then I think it can work. And then I think I might change my answer. But if this is as it stands today, my answer is no. It is not working. And... If I had to wager money, I don't think it is going to work. Yes. And that was going to be my follow-up question. You know, what would you do to fix this or to get it working? Um, And I I agree that in this current moment, even though there may have been a little bit of a tick online or an uh, uptick in interest or people not completely shitting on this, overall, it's still a very silly uh 
angle and not a good silly. Um, I think that if in some ways you have to go one direction or the other, so you continue to go in a kind of super campy, super comical way, or you turn a hard left and you go into a much more aggressive um, and maybe more menacing tone, but you've you got to do something. So comical could, but here's the problem. Cause when I think of comical, when I think of what they're doing. I think of Brizongo. Mm-hmm. That worked, but I don't know if you can do that again because well, it's too soon. I, They're still yeah. like you. You know, they say you you have to wait like at least seven years before you repeat a gimmick or an angle or whatever in wrestling. If they were to go the Brizongo route and be fashion police or whatever, now the number one reaction would be it's not Brizongo, and mm-hmm. so I don't think you can go that route either. But that is to me short, short of them becoming vicious villains. Um, that to me is the only way that that could work. Um, and I just don't think it's gonna, well, they already presented it in this kind of, you know, ridiculous manner of, you know, fashion shows in the middle of, of SmackDown. Even the tennis look in particular was, I think meant to generate some more laughter than, than, you know, any type of level of seriousness. Like, I think if they were more going to a, an aggressive angle, even the fashion would look different, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no one is menacing in tennis outfits. It just isn't. You just can't be. So That is true. Yeah. Like, I I don't take them seriously, and no one takes them seriously. And, and sometimes you just have to lean into that in order for it to work. Because sometimes when you go too up against the grain fans especially know that that isn't working and they'll fight harder because to them this is stuff that's taking up my time on tv when i want to be i would watch anything else granted when something else comes on and they're like well i don't want to watch that either that doesn't solve the problem but it's still in their minds i'd rather be watching something else than this thing right so and i think you do have that that potential that it's that go away Now, I totally agree. Again, model gimmicks don't last very long. And we had this conversation a few weeks ago when we were talking about Pretty Deadly because I am still super high on Pretty Deadly. And something I brought up in our author conversation when we were talking about this is that in my perfect world, a good way to call it Pretty Deadly would be to call them up in this because they exactly have the fucking model look, you know, and they already are established tag team. Now, granted, then that means like pushing out this tag team or do you make it a bigger faction? That's, you know, semantics. I think, so here's how I think that could work. You know, this is the, put, put my put my booker hat on, right? My writer hat on. Oop. It's not really booking, I'm writing. Have them fail. You have, mm-hmm. when it comes time for Masse and Mansoir yes. to actually deliver they do not. And so Max Dupree fires them and says, I will find somebody who can get the job done. Those somebodies are pretty deadly. That I think can work. That I think can get over. Zion Quinn, I think, could have done it as a solo act, but I do think pretty deadly. Like the highest percentage of this working is with pretty deadly because we know what they can do, we yeah. know what Max Dupree can do. That can work. Mace and Mansoor have not done anything of note. Yeah. Short of a battle royal in Saudi Arabia. They have not done anything. I think you won another match in Saudi Arabia too. They have not done anything of note. And 
again, chances are not good that they ever will. Yeah. But and, the others could. Yes, you know, and, and pretty deadly in their tenure in within NXT, both UK and 2.0 have already, you know, won uh, both the NXT UK and general NXT tag team titles. And you had mentioned that maybe pretty deadly the need to have uh, a manager, which I don't think they absolutely need but we also talked about kind of the british language interpretation that especially for a wider audience like just the wider general wwe audience may you know we just don't get um so having a manager like max dupree who can go on the mic who can speak um and also having a just a, a trio in which any if any of them can speak that's magic too yeah. sometimes it's not just it's not always in the best to limit it to one person. Uh, but in general, too, it's still good to have that representation from Max Dupree. So in a perfect world, I think to make this better would be bringing on Pretty Deadly. You know, it's funny because now we get into the conversation about Pretty Deadly. Um, and, and I'll keep it brief. But, like, I do think Pretty Deadly's final form would still be Pretty Deadly as we know them now. They would still end up breaking away from Max to bring it being pretty deadly yeah. on the main roster. Okay. The Usos used to dance. Yeah. Now they're the ones and largely considered the greatest tag team in the world and might, when it's all said and done, be considered the greatest tag team of all time. At least WB will tell us they are. But it's, and they're probably closer to their personalities now than they ever were before. Mm-hmm. I do think. Even if Pretty Deadly saves this in the short term, them as Pretty Deadly is what's going to work in the long term. Yeah. Again, because it's a great combination of look, but also ability to wrestle. Um, Charisma, you know, something that people will just look at them and be like, I don't like them. Like the fact that they can do it in an instant like that, whereas, you know, uh, Masay, and uh, you're almost uh, there. You're almost I keep there. Say but uh, I keep I keep forgetting how exactly to pronounce it. Okay, say man. Man. Say swa. Now put them together. Man-swa. I keep forgetting the swa part. I keep swa. wanting to say mansoor. Mansoa. The fact that I keep forgetting Mansoa's name doesn't help this his his case either. Um, but. You know, it's very, and granted, maybe that's why this is trying to, to happen, to give them some sense of notability. But as you you talked about, they, they weren't very memorable coming into this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, yes, you can have two. That's why I loved Breeze Angle, because it was literally the meeting of two very vapid, beautiful souls coming together in two different parts of the WWE universe, finding each other to be this beautiful tag team. Like, that's what made sense. Uh, Mansois and Massey are not that. So, and, and I agree that there would probably be the comparison of that. But there's also model gimmicks in general don't last very long. Like Because they're not Rick Martel. Because they're like, not Rick Martel. That's it. Like, that's... Yeah. That's it. Like, that, it ends there. It really does. Um... And, and that's the end all be all in the end. And it's just like, you know, it's almost like they're planning to fail, but it's also like, well, we'll try this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. 
and, and I'm sure that's that's part of it. I mean, um, we as wrestling fans have short-term memory anyways, so. Yeah. I mean, who's who's going to remember? But that's also kind of the sad part. Who's going to remember? And if even you don't remember the really bad things, then it wasn't memorable at all. It's true. And this is probably not going to be. This will be Russell crap. Oh, it hurts my heart. But what else? Well, we will see what happens with Maximum Male Models. Of course, they will be back on SmackDown, I believe, this week. Uh, we'll see if we have the rise of uh, Maximum Male Models. Who knows? Uh, maybe the internet will bring the life to them that WWE wants. Um, maybe not. Who knows? We'll keep an eye out for them. Up next, we're going to be talking about our next faction group storyline and see if it's working. But before that, Greg, go ahead and let's pay some bills. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some fucking windows. So this next uh, storyline that we're going to be talking about, faction that we're going to be talking about to see if it works, is one that has already had some highs and lows. Uh, a very hot start. And now I think the fan base is turning on the Judgment Day. Yes, the Judgment Day right now is just uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest uh, due to Rhea Ripley being out. But let's backtrack and talk about the beginning of the Judgment Day. And that was with the origin of Edge in his new character, this new form that we saw him in. Um, very dark, very different. Changed even his theme song for the first time in, gosh, forever. Um, and with that, he talked about forming a group or a team um, that you know, would be his, his disciples, you know, those who would follow him, which in a very interesting thought process is a very full circle for Edge, who started his career as part of the brood. So mm -hmm. fans were somewhat excited. And then we saw the first member of the Judgment Day come on board with Damian Priest. And then uh, shortly thereafter, Rhea Ripley. And together, we're a very visually appealing faction in Trio One because, of course, thematically with the darker colors um, and, and the theme was great. Also, too, being a intergender group, which is not very common that we have in pro wrestling, especially in the WWE. And then things kind of came to an interesting turn when after, and I believe, I forget the pay-per-view that happened that after the pay-per-view. Um, so you're talking about WrestleMania Backlash? That WrestleMania Backlash, yeah. So after WrestleMania Backlash, uh, where we had the Judgment Day face again, face off against the team of Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan, um, it was announced that we were going to get a new member of the Judgment Day. And that's when Finn Balor came out, to many people's surprise. But 
it wasn't that he was just the new member. He was replacing the leader of the Judgment Day and Edge. Now, there was a whole array of speculation as to why that happened. Anywhere from, you know, this was the original plan all along to there was a change in how the WWE wanted to uh, have this group and go more in a supernatural route that Edge was not in on, that it was a injury-related turn for all lots of different reasons and things floating around. That's not the point that we're, I'm kind of going into. The point is the change was made and we had Finn Balor become part of the Judgment Day. Uh, edge out, Finn Balor in. Also, though, during that time, Rhea Ripley uh, is out due to an injury. So now we just have Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And now it seems like a lot of that original excitement uh, from the beginning has weaned off and people are not on as bored with the Judgment Day. Is that what you're seeing or you're perceiving as well? Yes, I am perceiving it. And and I, it makes perfect sense to me why. Um because Finn Balor didn't replace Edge, right? Edge was literally the one who brought Finn Balor in, mm. and then they turn against Edge. So the if you look at like you know the original when the three were together, Edge is like the man in the high tower, like he's in the big mm. chair, he's doing all that. No one's in the chair now. There's That's no a leader. really good point. That's and a there's really no good focal point. point, and every really six, save for the new day. Every faction stable that has been successful has had a focal point, okay? The bloodline, we know the focal point is Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. The Four Horsemen, it was Ric Flair. The NWO, it was Hulk Hogan. It was Hollywood Hogan. Uh, when there was the red and black, it was Hogan on one, Nash on the other. It, it's Undisputed Era still had Adam Cole at the center point. Even to this day, despite all the weirdness and craziness they're doing with it, Diamond Mine was still built around Roderick Strong, to give examples. The Brood was about Gangrel, Nation of Domination, Farouk, Ministry, Undertaker, DX was Shawn Michaels, and then it was Triple H. It's always had this focal point, this center point, and now it's not like Finn took over as the leader. Finn and, and, and Damian Priest are kind of his equals. There's that factor, and there's the Rhea Ripley factor. Mm -hmm. That factor's not controllable. Right. Rhea Ripley getting hurt, having medical complications, depending on pictures you've seen and, and all that. That's that's an uncontrollable. But how you book this faction and how you move it forward is a mm -hmm. controllable. And I think that them not having a leader is what hurts it more than anything. And if yeah. Finn was brought in and they turned against Edge and Damian Priest immediately was like, here's our leader and it's Finn Balor. Now yeah. I think we're getting yeah. somewhere, mm -hmm. but we don't have a leader. And when you yeah. have, or maybe you have two leaders when you have two leaders, you have bullet club is a great example. When Jay white came into bullet club, he was immediately put in as the leader and he was put in as the leader by folks like, you know, Tama Tonga and, and Carl Anderson. And, and when AJ styles was put in as the leader, he was put in as the leader. When Kenny Omega was put in as the leader. He was immediately installed as the leader. It's like the hierarchy of the group said, we're electing you now as our leader. Damian Priest, I think, is a very good enforcer type person yes. and a very good, like, if if you don't have my backing, you can't lead this group. 
but you're going to leave this group. But they didn't do that. And so they really didn't consider, you know, to go out of the realm of professional wrestling and into, you know, our professional lives. They did not consider group dynamics when they made this change. No, and that's such a valid point that it's a small, it feels like a small detail, but an important detail that Mm -hmm. not establishing a focal point in this group now with this dynamic, this change in dynamics or change in in actual people in this group is leaving people confused. And I think on top of that, not having, right now they've they've started a storyline with the Mysterios now, but even that is not so much of a strong story to, to delve into especially if you don't have the the team dynamic or the leadership dynamic that it it really needs. So I think it falters on that too. Um, I I still also, maybe I just brought up this topic to like for the moment too, to be part of the internet collective, to be like, why is Finn Balor wearing tights? Like, listen, so as a woman in wrestling, I don't have a lot. Like as much as you're like, oh, there's men on TV all the time. Like, I look at them in a very objective way. Business, 100%, you know. Finn Balor was the one thing that I had that was mine that when I could see in the tights was special. And that, to me, is the pure evil of the Judgment Day. Like, they took away my Finn Balor in in trunks and and put him in, in long tights. And now I can't see anything. Men get like all the visuals. They get all the visuals. You get your Nikita Lions. You get your Carmellas. You get, you get it. You get multiples and, and but I, this was my thing. And, and, you know, and I saw the post, you know, Fuck the t- like fuck the trunks like like that that's the heel right there that why are we not focusing yeah, so more on on Finn Balor and this heel turn of his where he's like nah I'm not gonna uh, show my dick off anymore and that's just and 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 again he, and and you know the great thing about it is when he becomes a babyface again he can go back to wearing the trunks and then all will be right with the world. Oh, um, and then all will be right in the world. But I, I have, you know, it's going to just be a while. I don't know how long, but it sounds like it may be a minute before we get. We'll see back. how this whole gimmick goes. I know. Um, I will say this. Tights versus trunks notwithstanding. You talked about, you know, different rumors and what people would believe. And one of the rumors, I don't believe that this was the plan all along. I just don't. Because mm-hmm. it was too hot for this to be the plan all along. Um, but but the, the rumor that they wanted to go supernatural with it and Edge didn't want to. Um, if you chose supernatural over Edge, then where's my gay spooky? Like, it's time to go supernatural because that would save this as well. Like, yeah. and, and gay spooky, I don't know if Patrick came up with that phrase himself or he just coined it off the internet, but we it literally came up when we talked about The Undertaker on The Great DeMarco Show. But, like, there's been no supernatural. Yeah. So if you wanted to go that direction, go that you direction. Gone, yeah. You or gone don't kick out Edge until it's time to go in that direction. Yeah. Because you could have planned out the ousting of Edge a little bit better and, 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 and it would have had more impact. And it's kind of like we kicked out Edge and then there was like this, now what? They wrestled on main event one week. And then, then they, yeah. they come back and now they're feuding with the Mysterios. And that's all fine and well. 
But it's, it's like, if that was the deciding factor, then where's my gay spooky? Where's yeah. my supernatural? Because I'm down for supernatural. Yeah. We don't I have that it. right now. I'm cool with it. Let, let's get, let's get supernatural. Let, let's, let, let's get, let's get crazy, right? Let, let's go crazy. Let, let's, let's, let's get retarded. Let's, let's do whatever, right? But we haven't done that. We just put a guy in tights. Well, and that also then proves it was that, you know, that, that was just, again, another rumor. Because exactly that, if they decided to choose. Well, it could be a rumor. It yeah. could also be a long-term thing. Long-term, mm-hmm. we want to go this Very direction. Cool. And yeah. Edge was like, SpongeBob, like, all right, I'm out. And, yeah. I'm and that was out. a miscalculation. And we already have vignettes for Edge's return. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yet we have. But, a- and that, but that's also the crazy thing, too. Like, how, like, literally, he made this change, like just what a few months and already he's like ah, i'm gonna go back to old edge and people are gonna lose their shit and it's like we just have short-term fucking memory but it works because you know is that it idea works how because can i miss it's you edge. yeah and we love how can I miss edge. you don't leave yeah and and we remember the nine years we didn't have edge and so that helps too but like it's just it doesn't help the people on the judgment day And, and you could have done that with Edge. You still could have done all of this and still done more to help the Judgment Day. And in the end, um, I know you're going to ask the question, but it's not working. Yeah. I was going to, is it, is it working? And it's not working. It's not working. And I hate this. I wanted to find a way to say it was working. Yeah. But I can't. I think, I mean, I think it, it was up until, mm-hmm. you know, the, this, the, the move to Alf's Edge and put in Finn Balor. That, that's when it stopped working. Um, because like you said, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was not having a clear leader and a clear direction as to what was next. Um, and bringing them in in a storyline that doesn't feel important against, you know, again, the, the Mysterials themselves are... You know, Rey Mysterio is a pretty integral part of WWE history, and he is very viewed, very much viewed as, you know, a a living legend. But he's not been in any important storylines in like 15 years. You know, like they 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 don't treat him into a a kind of capacity or level that makes you care about him, and and by that default, you don't care about who he faces, mm-hmm. and so. I, I think on top of that now, I don't know who else on, especially on Raw, they will, they could have tried to pair them up with as far as in a feud. Um, but I, I think because of the lack of direction and lack of leadership, it also then kind of the foundation continues to falter. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It really is. And, yeah. and it's, it's, and, and even what like AJ's kind of moved on. To other things mm-hmm. and and it's weird to say that Tommaso Champ is in a better position right now than the Judgment Day what he is yeah, being paired weird. with the Miz because the Miz can make anybody look great like Daniel Bryan's career got off to the start of got off you because of yeah. the Miz it is a bit of an odd pairing but it's something that kind of works it's, it's a way that you see Tommaso Ciampa that you've never really seen him before and I think that for fans of especially him in NXT it's enough of an intrigue to be like huh Okay, 
I'll watch yeah. this. I'll see where this goes because it's not like they're continuing Tommaso Ciampa in his NXT form on you know the main roster. Right. It's this kind of new way to see him that you're like, huh, I didn't think about that or this is right. interesting enough to keep my eyes open. So that's, I think, much more of a calculated risk that has worked. I agree. I agree completely. And it it, it could work. It could pay off. But if I... But it's weird because you would think it's, it's, it's Finn Balor, it's Damian Priest, like Damian Priest, like like you teamed up with Bad Bunny, yeah, at WrestleMania. Finn Balor's been a Universal Champion. He's been the Demon. He beat Roman Reigns on TV. Like he, he shocked the world the way he debuted in NXT. Like so many things. And and without the Judgment Day, these guys would be fine. Without the pairing with the Miz, Tommaso Ciampa might not be fine. But it's like. There's got to be a way this can work. Yeah. There's got to be. There has to be a way to salvage it. Yeah, there's got to be a you way. You know? But I, I don't know what it is, and that's why I'm like, fucking do this movie yeah, stuff. Yeah, because, yeah, like, do something. And I don't know, adding someone again, I think establishing somewhat of a hierarchy or leadership, mm-hmm. eventually if that leads to a storyline of a power struggle too, that would be more interesting as well than what they have going on, you know? I, it does sound like maybe the first thing that Edge does when he comes back is to address the Judgment Day, and maybe that will, you know, eventually be the the, the story that builds a bit more interest. But maybe not either. Maybe the, you know, and that maybe would be they kind forget of weird, Edge was ever a part of it. Yeah, yeah. What if Edge maybe came back? Imagine. What if Edge came back and was like, "I want to lead you." Like, what if he was just like, "What you showed me." Prove to me what I need to give to you. Like, what if he spun in a completely different way? They're not going to. It's way too deep for them to do this. And and, and most of the fan base wouldn't get it either. Like, but but it's just, I don't know. And that's just me trying to make it work. Um, the formula is there. Like, the one yeah. thing WB has never had is a bullet club. Mm-hmm. Where you have this hierarchy, where you have, you know, Aces and Eights was a motorcycle gang. And even though the Bullet Club was an NWO ripoff, it was kind of also an Aces and Eights ripoff in terms of hierarchy. So you That's didn't fair. know we were going to talk about TNA today, did you? Um, you could form something with the Judgment Day that could actually yeah. last years. Yeah. If you really wanted to. They don't tend, they've never done that. I mean, yeah. New Day is an they exception and it's only yeah. ever had three members. But you could move people in and out of it. You could have it grow. You could have it across multiple branches. You could have members of the Judgment Day active in NXT. Like, there are things you could do to, to make this thing really work, and you could have Damian Priest in the Sergeant of Arm, at Arms role and the Enforcer, and Finn Balor as the leader. We know he can lead a faction. He's done it and globally. And, and it's, it's the formulas there, it's just whether or not they choose to use it. It's also an interesting case, too, of where times WWE will give up on storylines before they've had a chance to blossom and sometimes allow other storylines to continue when they're already dead on arrival. And I think this is kind of an interesting case of, you know, one where is it is in this gray spot, you know, do you continue to give it enough attention to try and, and salvage it? Or do you just kind of let it die because now the focus is on something else? I swear to God, Miranda Morales, if a year from now, maximum male models is around and the judgment day isn't, I will have to eat a hat or so. I don't know. Like okay. that's, 
something will be terribly wrong with this. Something will be off in the world. If, or if or Max Dupree is... will be on his way to the Hall of Fame. Because that's yeah. the only way that thing could possibly work. And when I say Maxim Milmano is still around, I mean Marseille and Massois are still around, not not pretty deadly. Oh, just the, the, but you literally gave them the formula. You just told them how to save it. I told why? them how to because save both can't... things. Yeah, you told them how to save it, but because they didn't save it in the way that you wanted to, right. it doesn't count anymore? No. Wow, welcome um, to wrestling fandom. What's interesting is that if I had to choose between the two, which ones could make it, I would say Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I would say the Judgment Day is because of who's in it. Oh, yeah. We don't have anything, no offense to them, we don't have anything in Mason Man- Mansoor. We just don't. No, no. We have bona fide established... WrestleMania caliber talent. WrestleMania 37. Finn Balor wasn't on it, but WrestleMania 37, Rhea Ripley beat Asuka to become women's champion. Second to last match of the night, night two. Damian Priest teamed with Bad Bunny. Second to last match of the night, night one. Like, they were in bona fide superstar positions. Finn Balor has done so many things on so many levels for this company. He's a bona fide superstar. The problem's not the people. That's for damn yeah. sure. Maximum male miles could potentially fail because it's Mason Mansoor. And that's just, they're just is never going to work. If Judgment Day fails, it is because of booking and execution, writing and execution. It's not because of the people. Yeah. Because they are bona fide, proven, mm-hmm. capable, over superstars. People were begging for Rhea Ripley to be in that group and then poof, there she was in the group. Like, it's, it's like they either had the plan or they actually listened to the people. I don't know. But I, you got to figure something out because you took Edge out and Edge was the reason. Yes. They have. They still have the ability to salvage it, whether they have the interest in, interest in salvaging mm-hmm. it. That's The patience, that's the ideas. The patience. We gave them the ideas. Yeah. Uh, and w again wwe is the mecca machine you know Mm -hmm. there's things that happen that we just don't understand it's the great and powerful oz you know yeah because for everything they plan that fails yeah rk bro launches the career of matt riddle yes so which wasn't planned so it's you just never know you got to try nine things before number 10 takes you to the moon Mm -hmm. it's 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 there's no formula. It, it, it's it's just a convergence of idea and talent, and then, then it works. And if idea is bad, or if talent is bad, it would be it would be more successful if Damian Priest and Finn Balor were male models for Max Dupree than Mace and Mansoor. Now, I don't want do them to get do the this. trunks. Do we get the trunks back? Sure. Do we get the trunks back? You get the trunks back. All right. In, in this scenario. I'm on board. Let's just switch them. Back. Can we just switch them? Can we Freaky Friday this and then um, say him and Swa become the Judgment Day and then Finn Balor and Damien Priest become maximum male models? I mean, if you want to get Masse and Mansois released by next week, yeah, we can do I... that because it ain't going to work. But it could work on the other side because of the people, because of the talent involved. That's what makes all the difference in the world. Um, now, I'm not saying they should do that. I'm not making this as a yes. suggestion. No, but it would this, work this better is, than what they're doing now. 
Yes, yeah. Essentially, the freaky the Freaky Friday analysis was just, or you know, analogy. And you literally do that. it that way. Have them bump into each other and backstage, yes. and then entertain me WWE like let's let's just recreate Freaky Friday where they just switch in each other's bodies. Yeah. Oh, I I agree hundred percent. But I, I do need Mansois to specifically go into Damien Priest's body so that way he could feel tall and Damien Priest could finally be true. Because <laughs> be Massey is like 87 feet tall. So it definitely, yeah. definitely works. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're done with this topic. Um, yes. Considering we just suggested that Finn Balor and Damien Priest be used as maximum male models. Um, yeah, we've gone off the deep end. We've jumped the rails. We have. So... I just combined off the rails and jumped the shark and it worked. So it doesn't matter. During the Greg DeMarco show, we were talking about Patrick watched NXT. I made him watch NXT. He did watch NXT. Oh, wow. He watched Great he American He finally Bash. watched it. We talked about okay. it. He liked some things and liked. And as you would imagine, one of the major topics of conversation was a, a personal favorite of you and I and, and, um, you know, someone that we love dearly. Class, before I continue, I just want to give a special shout out to our new students. Welcome to Chase University. As we all know, yesterday, America celebrated its Independence Day. On July 4th, 1776, America adopted the Declaration of Independence. Bodie, what's wrong? Am I boring you? No, sir, not at all. I'm sorry, Mr. Chase. It's my roommate. She doesn't sleep. Mr. Chase, we watched Money in the Bank like 50 times. We're like brother and sister. Right, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Now that's what I like to see. Chase, you making memories happen. Question in the back. What's your name? My name's Chad. Mr. Chase, did you know the Declaration of Independence was created on July 2nd? And John Adams believes that July 2nd should be celebrated instead of July 4th as our day of independence. Who the f*** do you think you are, Chad? You come here talking about John Adams. Who the f*** did John Adams ever beat? Don't tell me about the birth of this f- country. I am America, baby. Now you get the hell off, and you get the hell out of my classroom right now. Don't you ever come back. Now, where was that? All right, England. Mr. So, Andre Chase. We, we talked Andre about Chase Andre Chase. It, it's so um, A national treasure. First of all... And and you can't see it because we're you know we're listening to it. The looks on his face told the story that Bodie and Thea are just banging all night long. Like like yeah, it's just hilarious. But because he's like hydration, making memories like just so. So our truth has to retire someday. He's, he's ageless. This is, this is going into a, a swerve, but continue. He's ageless. He's timeless. But he really, truly can't do this forever. And, of course, our truth is, is back in our minds because he was absolutely hilarious during Raw. I believe Andre Chase could fill that role. Not the exact same way, but that form of entertainment could be Andre Chase. And and I believe it's, again, you just never know the things that are going to stick from an NXT 2.0. First time I saw Andre Chase during the wedding scene or whatever, I was like, okay, I don't like this. But then the first time he started swearing and throwing things, I was like, this is perfect. I'm on board. I want to chase you sweatshirt. I still do. But it's, I think he can fulfill that role 
on the main roster at some point in time because it's just that funny and he's just that good at it and and i i think at this point i'm even more going hardcore into the andre chase direction like i think yes there is absolutely something there that's different that they've never dean douglas didn't work matt striker when he was your teacher didn't work like all the teacher professor type characters have never worked this one can and, yes and because the this way they're will work this is working. Yes, yes. Andre not even Chase that. Yeah, is, this is working, and it is so good. And I did not yeah. think it was going to be because the first time I, I think it's also realizing that he's not taking himself so seriously. All those yeah. other education gimmicks were all about being so pompous and arrogant. And Andre Chase is just more vulgar and direct. You know, who the fuck did you ever beat? You know, like who, being what, just, who did John Adams ever beat? Like that was just yeah. amazing. Um, you know, like being yeah, so, so uh, you know, abrasive to his, his students. Um, and this, it's, it's a whole, it, it's a whole different perspective and spin to the education character that works, you know, not just, Oh, you're stupid. It's like, who the fuck are you? And why are you in my classroom? Yeah, fucking, you know, that, that is almost, yeah, that's the equivalent almost of every teacher's dream. I would imagine, you know, yeah. this is the Austin <clears throat> McMahon level of for teachers who've always just wanted to be in a classroom to say, who, who the hell are you? And why are you here? You know, what did, what did that guy ever do? Who you ever be, you know? Sit the fuck down. Which is hilarious when he doesn't beat anybody. You know, like it's 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 like when Star Trek, when you know the random character that's going to get killed on the planet, like you just know. Like whenever somebody's in the back of the classroom and they raise their hand, you're like, "Here we go." Yeah. But you want it. You you know it's coming, and you want it to come. Yeah. And you want him to freak out over somebody. The fans have caught on. Everything is is perfect. The way they're using Thea Hall is, is absolutely hilarious. Like she literally just graduated high school in real life and and now she made her college selection like that was brilliant when she chose and she threw the hats and she was kind of spastic like uh like a chase university thing like it just all works and and it's it's you know unintentionally i just want to tell a story about how you know patrick and i talked about that and of course blew his mind as as you know watching ring of honor that that's harlem barato of the barato brothers who were never going to be anything in this business and here we are andre chase but that's not a mega angle, mega anything, and it is working. Yeah, and it's good. It's working. It's good. It's good shit. And it's going to work on the main roster. I that will get over, it. and that guy will be employed for at least another ten years, making yes. main roster money. If it doesn't get over, we have failed as a society. Yes, I'm. I'm just putting it out there right now. It is. Our fault as a society if that shit doesn't get And he will wrestle just as much as our truth will probably take over the mantle of the 24-7 title and and it will make money. Genius. And those, I mean, him on the the main roster, those shirts will sell like crazy. I want them already. I will rep the shit out of Andre. Now, yeah, but that's us. Like we watch NXT or whatever, but only a small fraction of the audience watches NXT. On the main roster, like... The first time he debuts, if they let him be Andre Chase, those things will sell out. Whatever they have in the mm-hmm. arena that day, those Chase U shirts will sell out and they'll become a top seller online and they'll be like, holy crap. 
we have. Well, because so. it kind of, you know, in a genius way, combines two very interesting fan bases of college mm -hmm. sports or collegiate a fandom and pro wrestling because those are very tight knit and it's actually if they play it smart enough to combine those two into one thing would be in, insanely creative but also very uh you know very attractive to fans you know like the simplicity of the design and the logo but again like this you can absolutely bring this college game day feeling to oh, yeah the main roster because people love that shit like any normal person loves college game day you know and why not replicate that in a wrestling environment because you already have the sports element to it you got to bring the college element to it he could be a star on the wrestlemania kickoff show on the panels like you could debut him in that way and and he would take off. Could you imagine if you, Pat McAfee would love the guy on SmackDown? Oh yeah. Like he'd be he'd be pushing Chase U merch too. Like there's just so much potential there. It couldn't work anywhere besides WWE. But it, it it's just you just never know what's going to work and what's going to take off. And I truly think two years from now we might be talking about we might be giving the listeners the I told you so on Andre. I Chase. hope so. I hope so. I hope they're around two years from now. I hope that story continues to grow. I hope we get the merch. Just give me the merch. It's, it's, if not, they'll have left money on the table. Yes. That's all. And they they need all they can take, you know, with budget cuts and all. <laughs> um, that does it for this week's episode. I'm going to leave it off on that fucking note. Out. Go. Yes, tapped out uh, of the hashtag Miranda show. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget hashtag is spelled out. You can follow Greg DeMarco at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow the ChairShot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ChairShotMedia. Once again, Greg, can you let our listeners know where they can find information on Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW? Yep, IZWWrestling.com and at IZWWrestlingAZ on all of your forms of social media. And don't forget, Phoenix Championship Wrestling presents live on Broadway this Saturday. You can find information and tickets at PCWAZ.com. Of course, please visit thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, sports, opinions, entertainment, all that good shit at thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. You can purchase your IZW and Chairshot t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. And Finally, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite uh, podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a notification each and every time a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show drops. You can leave a five-star rating and you can leave a review. Let us know on social media as well what you think is working and what you think is not working. And it could be across different uh, promotions as well. It doesn't have to be specifically WWE, but we're interested in your thoughts. What is working? What is not working? We talked about our thoughts today. 
of what is not working in the Judgment Day and Maxima Male models and what is working with Andre Chase University. So if you agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us, let us know. Either way, reach out to us on social media at the hashtag Miranda, at ChairShotGreg, at ChairShotMedia. Reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts. With that, we're going to wrap this son bitch up. We're done. We're good. We've said our piece. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Who are you holding for again? Need I remind you who you work for? I've been up here above the clock. Games! Of War Games! War Games! War Games! Acknowledge me! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.